your tenacity is going to pay off and just stick with it, which is hard advice to hear, but proved to be the truth that really focusing on what you want and not giving up is going to pay off in the end, even as things feel so unexpected and bizarre still. Hi, this is Diana Brunel O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. We are thrilled to bring you one of our success stories. This one from a caller we spoke to less than two months ago. Summer tells us about how she found a job almost a year to the day from when she was furloughed from Disney. Let's jump in. Hello, Summer. Welcome back to Job Talk Weekly. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Well, it's great to talk to you because we spoke less than two months ago and you've landed a job. So tell us about that. Yeah. um, So I just started this week on Monday at my new job at the Wallace Annenberg Center for the Performing Arts in Beverly Hills. And I got a job as a development assistant working in their fundraising department. Ah, Congratulations. Uh, That's such great news. How long did it take? So from the time I apl- I probably applied to the job a couple weeks after I talked to you. Mm-hmm. And then from the time I applied, it took about a month. Um, yeah. I had a screening. So I applied and I had actually worked at the Wallace interview, uh, the Wallace Annenberg Center before doing a one day event, a concert a couple years ago. Um, so after I applied, I reached out to the friend who had gotten me that job a few years ago and asked her to send an email on my behalf. And she did so. And just a few hours after that, I got an email back from the HR manager at the Wallace asking me to do a phone interview. Ah, so I, I had a screening interview with yes. her yeah, on the phone. Um, and then about a week or two later, had a Skype interview with her and the director of development. And then after that, I had another interview with the executive director. Um, and after that, they asked for a writing sample and references. And then from there, it was another three or four days. So it was the next week before they contacted me and offered me the job. So how long were you unemployed before you landed this? Well, just about a year to the day, actually, which was um, felt like kismet, you know? Yeah. Um, I was technically furloughed from my last job at Disney on March 14th, which oh, I remember yeah. because it's my, yeah, it's my brother's birthday. So I'll always oh. remember, um, unfortunately. Um, and then I wasn't technically laid off until the end of October, but you know, I didn't work in between. So it kind of felt like I was already laid off in some yeah. ways Yeah. and then started on March 15th of 2021 at the Wallace. Uh, well, that is great news to hear. I want to talk about you tapping your network because we talk about how important that is. And this is a great example of that. Now, when we talk about using your network, some people are hesitant. They don't want to bother someone they haven't talked to in a while. They're not sure if that person is willing to help. Tell us about your situation and how it was okay for you to reach out to this person to help you make a connection. Yeah, so this person um, I went to college with, she was a year ahead of me in college, and she has been either hiring me herself or offering me work since the first time we worked together. Super. Uh, which is, yeah, amazing. Just Good. like truly one of my best contacts. And 
I can always count that something that she sends me is a good job. Yeah. She never sends me anything that's like a, you know, $200 stipend for 10 weeks of work or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> it's always like a real yeah. pay, things like that. And I had actually just done a show with her over this past summer, uh, an outdoor theater experience called Fire Season mm. that she hired me to manage. So, and during that, she told me that I'm one of the people from our college education that she still recommends jobs for. And so I knew that she had a good opinion of my professional ethic and my personality. And I also knew that they liked her at the Wallace because she's worked there many times on different shows. And it was probably some of her most consistent employment um, working in their production department. So, you know, I wasn't sure if she could get in contact with sort of the right people there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But she emailed people in production and, you know, in a place like that, everybody knows everybody pretty well and they work together pretty intimately. So they were all willing to put in a good word and it just felt good knowing I know I can trust this person to put in a good word for me, you know, that it's not going to be a big deal for her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also a perfect combination of you still doing the work and then tapping your network because you were the one who found the job opportunity, right? Yes. Yeah. I found the job opportunity online. Um, and I, like I said, I'd worked at the Wallace on that event before and I love what the Wallace does. Yeah. So they were always kind of on my short list and it was so unexpected to me to even see someone hiring for pretty much any job at a theater. Right. I mm-hmm. think that, yeah, as we're ramping back up, it feels like if they're hiring at a theater or a performing arts organization, they're only hiring in development. So that kind of worked out. Well, that works ways. out for you. But yeah, isn't this that a, for me. I know, but this is such a great example because, you know, here you've got someone who's a trusted colleague and is happy to refer you, but she didn't know that there was an opening. So she could only help you if you gave her that heads up that you said, hey, I found an opening. And that's just a good reminder to everyone that not everyone knows what you're looking for, who's looking and what the other opportunities are. So it's a combination of things. It's up to you to find out where the opportunities are and then to combine that with, all right, who do I know? Where's my network? How can someone help me connect there? But then you still had to sell yourself. I don't care how many people can open the door for you. You still have to handle those interviews. And it sounds like you had several, and they were all virtual, all online? Yes. uh, The first one was just over the phone, and then the rest of them were all in Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, Zoom. (laughs) How was that doing a video interview? You know, it's awkward. It wasn't my first one. Um... It was my first one I got a job out of, but it wasn't my well, first Zoom interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just uncomfortable. I think the thing that makes me uncomfortable with it is you feel very observed and you are also observing yourself. Right? Oh, yeah. It's like no one, they don't have anything to look at except you. Yeah. And you can also look at yourself. And then I try to hide the speaker view or try to hide my own video, you know. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I'll pull it back up at some point and I'm like, oh, gosh, I look terrible. I should <laughs> <laughs> Which is, of course, not true. That's just the interview anxiety talking and that I can't get a good angle on my phone camera or my computer camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's true. We all bring the interview anxiety, especially since it had already been a year um, yes. for you. So were you a little nervous going into this one? I was really nervous. Honestly, I, I think I was this was probably the most nervous I'd been because I really wanted this job. 
Um, not that I haven't wanted other jobs I've applied to, but I really wanted this one, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I definitely was nervous and I spoke to several people in my life who helped me kind of prepare for the interview questions. Um, I spoke to my mother, you know, she, as you know, but others maybe don't, uh, she works in development as well. Yeah. And she is a major gift fundraiser at a university out here. Um, and so I talked to her for a while just about what kind of questions she felt like they would ask from a development standpoint. And she was a great resource. And I also spoke to one of my academic coaches who does um, sample interview questions as well. So both of those were really, really helpful. And that made me feel less nervous. You know, I felt more prepared, so I felt less nervous. And they asked a lot of the questions that my mom implied they might ask. Okay, so mom is always right. Just yeah, mom's always right. Of that, <laughs> she'll and, probably hear this. Yes, good. Um, and I have no problem telling her that too. Um, <laughs> and you had been at it for a year, though, so this was sort of like the highlight and culmination of the job search process. You know, when you get the job offer, but think through that year process. And I know in the beginning you were furloughed, so you weren't like pounding the pavement immediately, but how do you think your job search evolved or changed after the first few months? Because somewhere along the way, you probably made some tweaks or something that then made this all come together. Yeah, I think for me, the big thing was actually zeroing in on what kind of job I was looking for. Uh, you know, I started the job process just kind of feeling like I am a little lost. I lost this job that I loved and that I was counting on having for, for several years, you know, and um, I just felt like I need a job and I need it to be sort of relevant to what I'm doing or what I want to do. And then as the time period wore on and I was being very fulfilled by doing my graduate program and so I wasn't necessarily... Um, as panicked about the job yeah. process, you know, the job finding process. Uh, as that time wore on, I started realizing, you know, no, I, yeah, I want a job, but I also want the right job that's going to be the right next step for me because I have that luxury right now. Yes. So I might as well take it and own it. Um, so that's when I really started looking at, okay, I want like a program coordinator job or a development assistant job. And I really want it to be at an arts organization a performing arts organization or an arts centric foundation. Um, and that is what I zeroed in on. And I just decided I'm going to be patient about it and wait for the right thing. And it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that helped me a lot too, because I wasn't then just sort of throwing, you know, throwing pasta at the wall to see what sticks. You know? Yeah. And I think that focus is so helpful because a lot of people just think, well, the more jobs I apply to the better, but not necessarily. And I think, by focusing, then you are a more attractive candidate because you then come across as confident in what you want and therefore what you can deliver for them. You know, you had arts background experience, you had fundraising experience, and you sort of identified your niche like, hey, these, this is where I want to work and how I want to put these skills and my interests together. And then they see that and then they're like, oh, wow, she's one of us. She gets it. Yeah, that definitely was the case where it felt like, you know, they wanted, they preferred someone who had a performing arts background. They preferred someone who had a development background and to be able to come in with a lot of confidence because of my preparation and say, I have both of those in spades. Yeah. I, I know I can do this job. I know I can do this job because in a lot of ways, like I've already done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is just 
the next step from a job I've already done. And we spoke the same language in all the interviews, which was definitely something I had a lot of anxiety about in other jobs. So that was so comforting. Um, Yeah, and they just seemed thrilled by that combination of experience. I think maybe it's not that regular that that a someone who works in the performing arts gains a lot of experience in development because it's hard you know our, our schedules are very time consuming in production so I was fortunate that I had this and I think the other thing is that they have a really strong culture of learning um, it's something that I can tell the executive director really values and it seeps down through the whole organization. Like they have a graduate fellow, which is not a very normal practice oh, cool. <laughs> um, at most. Prefer- yeah. So seeing that, I was like, oh, they will care about my master's degree. They will understand that I'm getting it and that will feel good to them. <laughs> yeah. And I think what the message is, too, is don't take your skills and your particular background for granted. You know, there is something special about the skills and interests that every person has. And sometimes they say, well, it's no big deal. I'm sure they have plenty of people who have five or 10 years of experience or doing this. Not necessarily because they wouldn't be looking if they did. So people need to remember that, you know, you are special for whatever it is that you bring to the table. And you have to remember in every interview that the right company who values what you bring is going to appreciate and see that. And then they're going to be as excited about you as you could be about them. Yes, 100 percent. For me, it was like such a lesson in bringing all of myself to every opportunity, right? I I went into that interview and even from my cover letter from the very beginning saying, this is all of myself. I'm not hiding that I'm also working on my master's degree. I'm not hiding that I've been not working for a year. Um, I'm not hiding that I worked in the performing arts. I'm not hiding my passion about it. Like I sometimes felt like I had to applying at other places where they might be kind of nervous about me leaving. Right. and all of those things, just being able to be like, no, this is this is all of me. This is every aspect of my life. And like, this is the whole package. And to find people who are like, oh, yeah, every part of that is exciting to us. Yeah. You know? and, or at least we're good at telling me it was. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you did bring your authentic self. And that's going to serve you really well down the road. You're not going to be calling me in nine months and saying that you're unhappy and miserable. You know, you have been able to hold out. And because you were able to bring your authentic self to the interview, they saw that, they loved that, they they made you an offer and hired you. So now what's going to happen is that you're going to find yourself, hopefully, ideally, in this situation where you have the right job, it is fulfilling, and then you can take it as far as you can there. But you've made the best decision based on all the right factors for you. Yes. Yeah, I definitely, just 100%, I agree with you completely. Like, it was so, it's just so comforting starting and feeling like, oh, these people really get it. Yeah, they get you. (laughs) They get it, yeah. They get me, they get why I'm passionate about this, and they relate to the way that I feel, too, which is something that you don't get everywhere that you work, and that's okay, you know? You don't have to, (laughs) not every job has to be the perfect job, right? (laughs) 
Um, but it's better when it is. Yeah, absolutely. So you were lucky this year since you also had a great support team. You know, around you, you had your family, you had the people in your graduate program. What would you say to other people who are also unemployed? Um, And the pandemic, again, for us talking right now, it's been almost a year. How would you tell other people to stay positive? I would tell people to share your good news and share your okay news. Just share your progress, really. I think that was the thing. You know, this job search went on for a long time. And even just the process of getting this job went on for a month, which is a long time. And there were definitely times where I felt discouraged. Like, this is taking so long. There's no way I'm going to get this job. Yeah. You know, <laughs> They would have told me already if I was going to get this job. And then two days later, I'd get an email about another interview, right? Yeah. <laughs> Be like, good. oh, God, now there's another step yes. <laughs> to feel nervous about. But I shared those experiences with my family, with my friends, and with my classmates. And at every step of the way, I was just so encouraged by everyone around me, you know, who were like, when I was like, I don't think I'm going to get this job, who didn't even feel the need to be like, of course you are. Yeah. And who instead were like, you know what? It, what's yours will be yours. Yeah. If you don't get this job, it's because there's going to be another one. Uh, and what's meant for you will find you. And yeah. being reminded of that all the time and constantly supported in it. And also just having people who reminded me to take the time to celebrate every step of progress was so important. Um, I think that's something that we can really forget in a job interview process, especially when there's like three rounds of interviews. Oh, yeah. But when you get to that second interview, like you succeeded. And when you get to a third interview, you succeeded. And having people remind me of that was so comforting because it started to feel like, this is just going to go on forever and then I'm not going to get this job. Well, and I think Um, that's where the perspective of other friends and family can be so helpful. And sometimes it's up to you, though, to email or call or text them and say, okay, here's what's happening today, because otherwise they don't know where you are and they can't help you unless you communicate with them. Yeah, definitely. And just being able to say, like, I feel discouraged about this today and you know, I'm a believer in like not having people talk you out of that, right? Like, if you feel discouraged in it, that's okay. But yeah. let's also focus on these other things. And to have that kind of response that was so supportive was just amazing. And also that so many people in my life were willing to help me prepare and help me get ready for these interviews. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just practically as well as emotionally supportive was awesome. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations again. And thank you for sharing your story with other people because we are feeling a little bit more optimistic right now. More people are getting vaccinated. Restaurants and businesses are opening in a whole new way. So I think sharing your success story of how it worked and you hung in there and you used every tool available to you is a good reminder to people that, you know, the right thing is out there for them. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I mean, what I would tell people who are looking for a job now, too, is like things are changing again. And that is hard for us in some ways, because every time things have changed in the past year, it's been changed for the worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But now things are changing and they are changing for the better. We are starting to come to the end of this and your tenacity is going to pay off and just stick with it, which is hard advice to hear. But um proved to be the truth that really focusing on what you want and not giving up 
is going to pay off in the end, even as things feel so unexpected and bizarre still. And it worked. Well, congratulations again, Summer. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Okay, take care. Thank you for listening to Job Talk Weekly. If you like the podcast, and we hope you do, the best thing you can do is to subscribe and forward it to your friends. We'd love to hear what you think. So please rate and review us or send us a quick email to info at jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.